Welcome to the Genealogy Happy Hour, a place where new family historians can learn to document their family histories and celebrate their new discoveries. I'm Amy. And I'm Penny. And we're here to help you discover your family tree from the beginning. Welcome, everybody, to episode 58. Last month, we talked about things that we were... Uh, that we had done and things that we were going to do. So this month we are going to kind of do the same thing, keep you posted on what we've been doing genealogy-wise. And But first, of course, always, we have to talk about a little wine. So it always comes first. Got? Always comes first. We are drinking today um, one of um, your favorite wines, Pinot Grigio. We're drinking Girl and Dragon. Uh, it's a 2018, and it's um, Italian, and it's got a really cool label because that's how we choose our wine is by of course the beautiful labels. <laughs> but uh, it's you know crisp and bright um, as you ex- expect a uh, Pinot to be. It's still a little warm down here in Florida, so we want something cool and refreshing. Um, but um, they. Um, the producer says that they are always looking for new adventures in wine, as are we. So. Anyway, that's it's very cool. Yes, and by a little warm down here, you mean like 95 degrees and super humid. In Florida, yeah. That's terrible. Terrible. <laughs> but so, we, the, Amy, the, last the, month you said you were going to work on a truth statement. Oh, yes, I, I did, and I, and I have. I'm not sure that I'm, I'm, it's complete, though, and I will tell you why. Do you want me to tell you why right now? We would love that. Mm, all right. Dive in. Okay. So I've been working on a proof summary um, for my fourth great-grandmother to prove who her mother was. <clears throat> I want to prove that um, she was the daughter of Sarah Perkins, who was the daughter of a Revolutionary War patriot. And um, I know that Laura was born in 18, excuse me, in 1797 in Vermont. And um, she probably died between 1860 and 1870 in Michigan. But let me back up for a second. So the reason that um, I'm having to write this proof summary is that I don't have any direct evidence to prove who her parents are, either her father or her mother. Although I think I do have enough evidence um, to write a proof summary to prove who her father is. Um... But the first thing that you have to do before you can even get to this point is you have to do that reasonably exhaustive research that the genealogical proof standard requires. So, and that's of course an emphasis on original records. <clears throat> Make sure that you look at all those original records, um, that you review all the evidence that might help you answer your question, and then you have to do the analysis of the evidence. That critical testing to see if there's any conflicting evidence, to see if there's anything that just is not making sense because birth dates and marriage dates, you know, are <clears throat> make the person um, too young to be married or too young to be the child of someone else. So make sure that all of the, the documents that you have located and all the records that you have located um, are making sense and you have to um, get rid of any conflicting evidence or explain that conflicting evidence. And then, um, you know, does all of that evidence lead to a similar conclusion? So that's where I am right now. Um, with Laura, um, she, you know, she was born in Vermont, um, and 
The family then moved to New York and then to Ohio. And then finally, the last place I find her is in Michigan. But she's really only found in three records on her own. She's first found in her marriage record in 1816 in Ohio. And then she's in Ohio again in the 1850 census with her husband. So there's no maiden name there. And then in 1860, she's again with her husband in Michigan. And by 1870, she's no longer with him. So we're assuming then that she died between um, 1860 and 1870 in Michigan. But no death record has been located for her. Um, I've looked. Um, other family members have looked. We just cannot find a, a death record for either she or her husband. Um, no birth records in Vermont. I've looked in the locations where the family lived. Um, and again, there's just, there's nothing there. Um, and the closest thing I can come is the man that I believe is her father who died in Ohio. We got his probate record when we went on our field, our research trip in Ohio a couple years ago. And um, Laura's husband is mentioned in that probate. Unfortunately, um, his wife, who I believe is Flora's mother, died prior to her husband, so she is not mentioned in the probate. And Laura's husband is mentioned, but not, it doesn't mention a relationship. It just mentions that um, the man, I believe, is Laura's father and her husband um, went into debt together, and now the estate is being probated, and those creditors are coming forward, and they're wanting um, payment from the estate. And so her husband's mentioned in that. So I think that's a good tie for Laura to uh, the man who I believe is her father. But um, looking back at that man, I can find him in, um, you know, again, Laura was probably born in around 1797 in Vermont. I do find um, this man who I believe is her father in Vermont in the 1800 census. And there is a female that would be the same age as Laura in that family. And again, in 1810, when they're in New York, again, she is, um, there's a female in the family that would fit Laura's age, given that birth year. There are no land records in Ohio that link um, this man to Laura or to her husband. So the only other thing I'm left with, um, and those are all the original sources that I've looked at so far, um, there's a derivative source um, that shows that uh, there are a county history, and Laura and her husband um, are in several different county histories because they were the first couple to be married in Medina County, Ohio. And so that story is told again. There's a lengthy story. I think I've, we've even shared it in a prior podcast. Um, but... There's an inference that uh, Nathan Marsh is her father, but there's no direct evidence to prove that. So that's where I'm at. Um, so I started writing this proof summary, outlining all the evidence that I have, and you know, does it make sense? Is there enough information here that I believe um, can tie her to Nathan Marsh? And I believe that there is. Um, but now, can I tie her to his wife? Um, I do have direct evidence of Nathan's wife. Um, her, his brother-in-law wrote, uh, wrote a diary in 1851, and he said that his, what his sister's birth, he, she was the oldest sister. He gives her birth 
date. He gives her death date. He said that she moved to Ohio where she died and that she was married to Nathan Marsh. So that all ties in. What I would really love to find is a marriage record for Nathan Marsh and this woman, Sarah Perkins, because then if I have a marriage date, I can show, okay, well, Laura was born after that marriage, and it says that this woman, Sarah, died in Ohio. So then I, that would make um, my argument stronger. So that's why I'm still kind of looking for that. Um, I understand, I just found out that there is um, Laura's older sister um, married, and there's a family Bible um, that was owned by a woman in North Carolina, but unfortunately she died. I tried to look her up, but she died in 1965. So I don't know what, right. I don't know what happened to the Bible since then. But, um, I tried looking in WorldCat to see maybe if it had been donated somewhere. I looked in the DAR Bible records, nothing. So, um, I don't know. Maybe I can track down this woman's um, family, and maybe there's children or grandchildren around, and maybe they might know who has that Bible. That might list, um, you know, their ancestor and, and her siblings. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So, um, but um, there are numerous websites and trees that link Laura to this woman, Sarah Perkins, um, but there's no documentation to back it up just stories. So that's where I'm at with my um, proof summary and my research. I, I don't feel that I've done the exhaustive, um, reasonably exhaustive research yet. I've got a couple of things else to look at here. Um, there's also some newspapers apparently from um, Medina County, Ohio in the 1830s. Um, I doubt Laura is going to be meant, I mean, um, Laura or her mother will be mentioned in that, but maybe her father's mentioned. I don't know. Um, you know, it might say, um, you know, I don't even think that there's going to be any mention of, of the woman dying, but you never know. You never know. There's you always hope, know. right? <laughs> At least I need to look. <laughs> always be hopeful. That's right. That's why we keep doing genealogy because we're always hopeful that yeah. we are going to find that document well, and, that we need. And also reaching out to people who have her on the tree to see if they have any documents that they're just not sharing. Or they're just true. not posting yeah. it there. That's true. As because, well. I mean, I'm guilty of that. I put my documents in my um, Roots Magic program. I don't always put them on an my ancestry tree. And then I'll put the dates sure. up there. But if somebody sure, said, sure. hey, do you have a marriage record for yeah. this? I can look it up and be like, sure, I can share that with you. you know? Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. So the other complication is that there happens to be um, a Nathan. Um, Marsh, who has a wife named Sarah, who lived, con continued to stay in New York and lived in the Albany area, and so that that family sort of pulls up at the same time. So sure, yeah. I have to separate that one out. But yeah, so that's where I am with Always that. Makes it difficult. So I well, guess this will be part of my continuing here. my continuing research for next month. Yes. So what have you been doing, Penny? So I was going to go through a lot of those documents that we took pictures of while we were on our uh, various trips. Um, and I have been slogging through that slowly. And sadly, finding quite a few things that are not what we wanted, especially the, the trip to Ohio um, with my Burks, I know I shouldn't, I shouldn't yeah, that, say that name. That was a whole, um, that, that trip was a whole bus for you. 
pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Um, so some of the documents in there that we picked out for James Burke being married to Elizabeth, I know that's not his wife at all. So, and it's so sad. I have all these really cool documents, and I just like delete, delete. Because None of them are not. your family. Yeah. None. They're gone. Bye. Um, however, it's also not taking up as much space on my computer because I don't need them anymore. So I'm I'm slogging through that, uh, getting getting a lot of that done. But in the process, I will say that I would like to share with everyone. Uh, and you all might have ha- have these books on your shelf now or have used them before. Uh, but a lot of these old documents are difficult to read. As you know, Amy, the handwriting can be really crazy. And there's a couple books. Um, well, there's a book and a, a webinar that I w- would want to mention that if you've got documents and you're wondering how to read them because it's a, a little crazy in the handwriting, there is a webinar uh, by James Tanner on the BYU Family History video series, and it's uh, Learning to Read Old Handwriting. And I will share the link with that in our upcoming blog post. And also um, the book Reading Early American Handwriting by Kip Sperry. And I've linked that in our um, on our website to our Amazon shop. If you are interested in grabbing a book, Um, like that. And the other thing I found, especially like in death records and um, some of the, just some of the obscure, uh, like, uh, I can't even remember, I've seen things like occupations and whatnot. There's a book called What Did They Mean by That? And it's a dictionary of historical and genealogical terms, old and new. And I don't have this book, um, but I have I'm getting it <laughs> because I feel like it would really help me out in trying to figure out what some of these deaths are, like what do they mean by that, or what was this job? I'm not really sure what this job was. So that is a good book to have in your library for cases like that. And I also have a link to that on our website. And um, so that's what I've been doing. Well, that is very informative. It's called what did what did they mean by that? I'm checking mine. What? Yeah, what did they mean by that? I do have that by Paul Drake. Uh, I didn't write down who it's oh, by, yeah. but you have that book already. I do. Look at that. I know. I have my very own copy in just a little bit. I need to pull. <laughs> I need to pull that one out. <laughs> um. So what? Oh, what, now that you finished this proof statement, Amy, what are yeah. you going to be working on? This well, thing? now I have to go through and um, spend time trying to find if there are any of these um, early Ohio newspapers online um, digitized. Well, that would be wonderful. But if not, um, possibly who could, what repository would own those and where I could maybe look for those. Um, I still haven't given up trying to find a marriage for um, for Nathan and Sarah. Um, it's just really, it's kind of difficult right now because here in um, Hillsborough County in Tampa, Florida, the libraries are closed. So the genealogical library is closed. So um, any books or resources that would, that would be there uh, are off limits right now. So, and all of the family history centers are closed in our area. So can't access anything that would be um, through the um, library in Salt Lake City. So 
I'm going to be um, trying to at least figure out where I need to look and then when I can look it for to finish my reasonably exhaustive research uh, before I finish my proof summary. Hopefully I'll find something. Yeah, I hope so too. Yeah. I hope so too. I'm going to be taking class. This You're, is one of my, um, my resolutions. <laughs> You're going back to school? Well, yeah, sort of. Um, and I, I, what I'm going to do, and I'm going to put the link up uh, in our blog post for this. It's a free genealogical course, and I think it's a beginner to intermediate. And I just like little refresher things. You always learn something new along the way. And it is put up by the University of, I'm, not, I'm sure I'm not saying it correctly because it's in Scotland, um, Strathclyde in Glasgow. And it's Genealogy Researching Your Family Tree. It is a six-week course. And there are 100,000-plus people enrolled in this course at this point. But I'm kind of looking forward to it. So it's just, um, they say, uh, what did I tell you? What is like? Six weeks, four hours a week kind of thing. Yep. Um, so it, it, I think it'll be good. I think it'll be fun. And I would love for all of you to join in. So I'm going to put that link up. And there's still um, an opportunity to sign up for it. Is that right? I've, yeah. I'm, I've got the, the things, uh, the webpage up right now. It has mm-hmm. sign in, register. So I believe you can still do it. Cool. And when does it start? It starts October 19th. So it's coming up. Right. Coming up pretty quick. All right. And like I said, it's six weeks. So I'm going to be doing that. Great. So you're going to be reporting to us um, on the next podcast and how that's going? I certainly will. I also want to mention that we got a nice email from Anne Marie, who um, uh, she she is a New Yorker, and she does New York research. And she wanted to let us know about a newspaper site called FultonHistory.com. And uh, I want to give her a shout out. Thank you so much. It's a great site. Um, And she also has one that is uh, digital collections at the NYPL.org. And I can put those links up also in the uh, upcoming blog post. And that's for the New York Public Library's digital Mm -hmm. collection of the New York City directories that go back to the 1700s and I popped in there to to look and see if there was anything for our Otsego area and for the newspaper part and that was unfortunately not one of the ones that that FultonHistory.com covered but if you've got some other areas that it does cover you might hit a gold mine there so um well, that's wonderful yeah that's yeah. wonderful because so I, will I mean put up the links that she suggested yeah. um so everybody can have those. newspapers are so important for genealogical research and um they can you know that look, just one little news article can be a huge make a huge difference in your research and give you a big mm-hmm. breakthrough so lo- mm-hmm. but locating those newspapers is yeah. um so thank you Anne marie for sharing that with that's us great appreciate it awesome thank you very much and Penny, we should probably mention something else too about our podcast. What's that? That we were numbers. We were top six in Family Tree. You're right. Family Tree Magazine listed yes. us as one of the top, top six, six to listen to. Yeah, that was pretty. I know, right? Well, I was pretty impressed. Yeah. <laughs> Look at us. Look at us. Absolutely. So, thank you, everybody, for listening. That's right. Thank you to our listeners for that. Okay. So. 
That's exciting, really. Yeah. So we have to keep going then, huh? All right. So next month, so in the next month, you're going to be going to school. You're taking four hours a week dedicating to... I listen. I am taking this class while I will be at my daughter's house watching her two-year-old because she's expecting a baby, and she's on baby duty. I'm on toddler duty, and mm-hmm. I hope I can get through this class. You're gonna focus on your on your classwork <laughs> during nap time. Exactly. Exactly. So is it is this is it work as you go that type of thing? So is that your own pace? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Good. good. Mm-hmm. All right. Good. Good. All right. Well. I will, so we have our, at the beginning of the year, for those of you who have been listening, we made New Year's resolutions, didn't we? We did. We did, yeah. So um, we're getting towards the end of the year now, and I'm realizing that I need to make sure that I've done all of those <laughs> resolutions. <laughs> I have them on a little post-it note on my computer, and I've been looking at them all year long. And um, so I'm going to be making sure that I take care of all of those <laughs> before mm-hmm. December. <clears throat> So, yeah. And so, we do have a guest for our next podcast. Oh, we do. That's right. Yeah. So we that'll be do. fun. Yeah. I like talking to new people and finding out what they're doing in the genealogical world. So Absolutely. All right. So you're going to be going to school. I'm, I am going to find a webinar, and I'm going to be um, – Participating in a webinar for the next in the next month, and um, I'll be able to hopefully report some good stuff on that as well. So, awesome. I know, yeah. So, All right. well, until next time. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you for listening. Please email us with any questions or comments at genealogyhappyhour at gmail.com. Visit our website, www.genealogyhappyhour.com, for additional resources, books, and wines. Don't forget to drink responsibly and never drink around genealogical documents.